What's up, listeners? Uh, welcome back to the Locked and Loaded podcast with myself, Nikelo, and my man, Amel. Amel, say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, people? <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to have you back. And football is back. I don't know why there's this sudden need for international matches right after like a major tournament, like the World Cup or Euros or the South America Cup. Like, they should, they shouldn't be any international games for, I think, the remainder of the year um, or maybe till the end of the year. But we've just come off the World Cup and and immediately going back into international games. I just think it's needless. The travel is needless. The guys could possibly get injured for no reason. It's just I have no idea why they do it, man. I think that the, the head coaches of these countries should really be taking the chance to actually call up younger players instead of the senior players. You know, like, call up the younger players, like, guys who aren't really playing for their clubs, like, week in, week out. And um, bring those guys in. Let them get, like, one or two caps for their countries. You know what I mean? Um, get get those fringe players out and get them playing. I mean, the one game I watched was um, the Spain-Croatia game. And that's a full Spanish squad there. Like, the first like 11 players that started the game are the 11 players you would think will start in the World Cup game or a U.S. game. Um, but that match really meant nothing. Uh, why not give some of the French players a chance, some of the guys who've been good enough to make the national team? The perfect example I can give is someone like Danny Parejo of Valencia. Yeah. Uh, fantastic midfielder, but he will never get in that team ahead of Iniesta. He'll never get in that team ahead of now Okoke, Asao Miguez. Give him a chance, you know, and, and get the other guys as well playing. All right, let's move on to Arsenal. We we haven't spoken yet about the crazy Cardiff game, which was, what, a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago. What are your views on that game? How did you see that game? Uh, how was it for you? At this at this rate, I don't know who or what can stop Arsenal from, from conceding goals. Because, again, I don't think the defenders did a bad job collectively. I don't think Czech did a bad job. But once again, Arsenal will concede. It's just a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, and going forward, I just we don't have the personnel for this for the formation he wants to play. Aubameyang looks lost on that wing, and the moment he moved closer inside, that's when you saw the link up play with him and and and, and Lacazette. And I don't know why he refuses to to give them the option to play up top together, rather than shucking Aubameyang on the wing where he doesn't really know what he's doing because he doesn't really track back. And then he also doesn't really, he's not really effective going forward either from that left-hand side. So it's it's another one of those games where you're happy for the result. But again, the performance isn't convincing. The goals, though, my 
God, <laughs> my boy, Lacazette, what a strike. What a strike. You know, from the angle and to hit it near post and to hit it uh, top corner with that amount of power. Uh, Savage. Yeah. yeah, he's an absolute beast, man. I'm, I'm very excited for him uh, for the season. I am just praying to the football gods that there is no injury like with him and Aubameyang. If they can just stay fit the whole season, bro. You know, that's been the biggest problem at Arsenal is guys start well and then they get injured and then sort of fizzle out or they start the season with a big injury and only have that good season the second half of the season. Like we never have someone who has like one good full season, you know. Uh, that's always the problem at Arsenal. Just an Obama Young for me. Um, I mean, in my notes for the game, I wrote down as well. He was just his act. Like for me, he needed that goal, bro. You know, not just. I think him being poor on the wing partly has to do with the fact that he wasn't really in good form coming into the game. Um, I think, I mean, when I was looking at, like, the thing is, I don't want to say his touch is bad. He doesn't have a bad touch, but th- his retention of the ball is not the best for me, you know, watching mm-hmm. him play. Like, when, when the ball comes, it comes into him, even on the wing, he struggles to keep the ball. You know what I mean? He's not being utilized properly for me. So when we were going on the counter, for example, I felt like the ball on that counter attack, the ball was being played too much onto the right wing. And on the right wing, it was either Ozil or it was Ramsey because they were switching places all the time. Neither of those guys are a good out ball for a counter attack. Like those guys are slow, you know. Um, There was one time where the ball got out to Ramsey and he was ahead of that fullback, but the fullbacks naturally are quick. So the fullback eventually caught up to him and he had to sort of like stop the play and then pass the ball back, you know. Uh, uh-huh. And same thing with Ozil, more with Ozil because he's left-footed, so he has to cut in, you know. It's not like he could play an early cross with his right foot. He's just so one-footed that um, he just has to cut in if he's on that right wing. So neither of those guys should be out wide. And I think with Obama Young, when we were winning the ball back and we had chances to counter, they should have played the ball out to the left consistently. Just hit balls over the top. Let the dude run, bro, because that's what he's good at. Like, he's good at just, he needs space. He just needs to run, control, and finish. Like, that's what he's good at, you know? Or being an actual poacher, like, in the box. But if we're playing, like, the slow the slow possession type football and the dudes on the wing, he's not, he's not going to do anything for us there. He really isn't going to do. And it goes back, I guess, to your point where you, where you're talking about, uh, we don't have the personnel for, for what's needed at the moment. It's uh, it reminds me how he used Cavani as a winger at PSG. And that also was not, you know, they won their games and he scored the goals, but that's because they were just simply overpowering teams. 
Cavani is, was quite trash in the wing, and it's almost like he's doing the exact same thing with with Aubameyang. Yeah. No, I agree, bro. I agree. I think Iwobi should play. Like for me, I think at the moment Unai is trying to fit in too many, too many of the number tens. You know, mm. I think someone's got to go, bro. You know, you you can't have like, you can't have like uh, Ramsey, Xhaka, Özil, Mkhitaryan. Like you can't have everyone on the pitch. You're only allowed 11 players. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> someone has to, like someone's got to eat bench at the end of the day, you know? And for me, I, I, we've spoken about this. The dude who needs to go, the two guys that need to be on the bench is Xhaka and Mkhitaryan. <laughs> Even Gundozi maybe needs to go into the bench, you mm. know? Because if I think about it, uh, Gwendozi is taking Torreira's place. Oh, no, actually, let me say Xhaka is taking Torreira's place. Gwendozi is playing where Ramsey should be playing. And if Ozil plays, he has to be a 10. He just cannot be on the wing. Wing, the, the, the only people that should be on the wing are Obama Young, Welbeck, and Alex Iwobi. I would have said Reese Nelson, but he's gone on loan. So those three guys should yeah. be the guys on the wing. Everyone else should be playing centrally. And, you know, Quindos is only 19. It's okay if he's on the bench. He doesn't have to play week in, week out. And Jack is shit. He's just terrible. He's a terrible player, bro. You know, um, he gave the ball away again. That led to a goal. And, yeah, I mean, if I listen to what you're saying again, yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, my prediction last week, or the week before last, sorry, was that we would win 2-0 because Cardiff hadn't scored against anyone, you know. But as yeah. always, when someone hasn't, and we, I mean, we've spoken about this over the years, you know, when guys are on goal yeah. droughts, you know, some striker hasn't scored in like three months or some team really <laughs> needs a win, you know, or something, it's always against Arsenal, bro. We'll always concede the goal. I still think it's a Wenger thing, bro. I think this is going to take so much. I think we will only start seeing them get better defensively towards the end of the season. Like, only towards the end of the season. Like, the last two, two and a half months. Because if I think about Liverpool, Liverpool, even when Van Dijk was bored, they were still leaking goals. You know, it took a while yeah. for them to actually for everything to actually calm down, even when they had, like, a star centre-back, you know. Um, so I think it's going to take a while, man. I think it's going to take a while. I think it's going to take a while. Going forward, we don't look so good either, hey? Sure, we scored goals, but the link-up play is not so good. Uh, I mean, we've gone, yeah, we've gone away from the sideways backwards of Wenger, but the, the, the way we play going forward, isn't any better either, you know? So it's like we haven't exactly improved defensively. We're not very good going forward. It's like, ugh. We're caught up in between. We're caught up in between, bro. Um, I think going forward, I mean, look, what I saw in this game going forward was that we're playing too narrow. 
like everything they were trying to force everything in through the middle and what we had seen the, the three games before that you know with the cutbacks there was no cutbacks in this game bro yeah yeah you know and that was something that was really working well for us in this game it just wasn't there um and yeah, I mean, who did we play the week before? It was, it was West Ham. Eh? In the West Ham games, there were moments yeah. of like that one touch, that quick one touch football. But not so much in this game. Uh, not so much in this game. And I, I don't know. Like for you, what do you, what do you think would be the best way? for us to attack with what we have at the moment? Um, I think a change in formation, <laughs> a change in shape would, would adjust the way we, we, we bring the ball forward. There were just the amount of people in certain areas. Because um, currently it's, we almost, we almost one dimensional in the way we do things. And it's eventually, you know, Premier League teams are, are fucking smart and they, they, they figure you out within a couple of games. And for me, I feel like in the next few games, we will be figured out going forward. And I think if we change the formation and we have those two guys up top harassing the centre-backs, that will give us a lot more leeway to do whatever we need to do. Because currently, it's like Lacazette taking on like two centre-backs and Aubameyang being watched by the other defenders because there's no real threat from the other attacking players unless Ramsey making a late run um, but it's like it's becoming like obvious what we do and you know some things need to change and I think a formation change is the first step you only ever have to watch two players attack you know, at Arsenal right now and that's like Zed and Aubameyang the rest you can you know occasionally Mkhitaryan might have a shot but who else who else is really going to attack you besides Ramsey who you just need to defend the late run like, there's no one else who's going to attack you. Urza won't take the shot. He refuses to. Uh, Shaka, it's one rocket out of the 70, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of difficult at the moment, bro. Um, but, I mean, we won the game. Mm, you know? which, is, which is obviously the best part of it all, you know. We've won the game. And uh, it's our first away win. Of 2018, and it's September now. Bingo. Uh, it's our first. It's our first away win. Uh, I'm happy with the away win. I'm happy that we won. I'm happy that we came back. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a little bit mixed feelings, you know. It is mixed feelings. It is mixed feelings because it's like you've, we've, we're winning. We're starting to win games, but it's like. It's not exactly the most. You're not. You're not exactly seeing the things that you you would hope to have seen, and 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 that was like the changes. Obviously, we weren't expecting instant changes. We weren't expecting our team to look like the PSG team that Unai just left in terms of their ability to defend and attack and move the ball and whatever. Um, but you would have liked to have seen changes. And it's like, oh, it's same old, same old, just a different manager, a much more technically adapt manager handling the same old, same old. You know, like, oh, we're going to go on a winning run, maybe like five game winning winning streak. Um, and hopefully by then it will change up 
So we've got Newcastle this weekend. We've got Everton. We've got Watford. Fulham. Leicester. Man, the Premier League's not easy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at these teams and I'm like, fuck. Like, actually, it's not like it used to be, you know? Like, eight years ago, like 2010, would have been like Everton, win. Watford, win. Fulham, win. Leicester, win. Palace, win. Even Liverpool, win. <laughs> you know? Now, like, if I actually look, like, our, our games leading up to Liverpool, which is in November, 3rd of November, it's not so good. No, 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 it's not. Um, I think the Newcastle one is going to be tough. Uh, yeah. Newcastle seems to be giving everyone problems at the moment, and are just being unlucky to not get the result. And of course, they're playing the Father Christmas of results next. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're probably going to get something if Arsenal just is as generous as they usually are. Um, Everton, fantastic squad, good manager. That's going to be, I think one of the hardest be, games. I think that'll be the toughest one leading up to Liverpool. Yep. Uh, Watford, they, they're kicking ass, man. They're sitting pretty at the top, like top, uh, mm. top six. In top six, they're doing really well. Um, yeah, the other games, I'm a lot more okay with. Uh, Fulham and Crystal Palace. Yeah, those those games, we should win. We should yeah. Fulham and Palace, we should win. Leicester, they've should become... Win. Quite a good team, but I think we can beat Leicester. I would just say Watford and Everton. Yeah. I would just say Watford and Everton. Newcastle, we might go away with a nil-nil draw, I think. No, that's not good enough. I mean... It's not good enough, but if you think about Newcastle have just been defending for their lives, dude. (laughs) They've been defending for their lives. And for the way that Arsenal are playing at the moment, going forward, like we were speaking about just now, uh, I think it's going to be difficult to break them down, bro. Especially away from home, you know. Uh, Kushalni is back in training. And what I want to ask you is, have we missed him? And should we be looking forward to him coming back into the first team? Um, Kashoni back in training, good thing. Um, what well, Kashoni is still one of my favorite players in the current squad. Have we missed him? No, should we want him back in the squad? No, um, <laughs> I think we, 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 we should get we should prioritize the, the youngsters, you know, the holding Mavropanos over Kashoni. And, and I'll be extremely disappointed if he walks into the squad and the kids aren't given a chance first, but he's the captain. That's perfectly fine, bro. He can be the captain on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, no Kushani back in the team, at least not yet. Uh, not yet. Not before the not before holding and Mavropanos. Okay. Now, a very interesting article I was reading from Kushani's agent. He says that Kushani was ready to leave Arsenal when Arsene Wenger announced he was leaving the club. So, basically, Koscielny would have left if he didn't get injured in that Europa League game against uh, Atletico. Right. Um, 
What are your thoughts on that? Seeing as he is the club captain and now he's still at the club, and the only reason that he stayed was because he's um, injured. Got injured, basically. Look, you know, it's not the first time we've heard that guys were loyal to Wenger, you know, and, and it's okay, I understand. I mean, Wenger did bring him from, like, Lorient and stuff, and he wasn't really, he was really a nobody, and um, he was given the chance to, to come. At his peak, I thought the best centre-back in the league for a season or two. Um, that's obviously because company was probably injured at the time, but I definitely do think at his peak, Kashani was the best defender in the league. Um, should he still be captain? No, I, I, my, my feelings on that is, you know, that hasn't changed. I do think Ramsey should be club captain, and he should be the only captain. He shouldn't have sidekicks. He shouldn't have a, a, an Avengers team. He shouldn't have mm-hmm. just a thing. He needs to be the only dude, bro. Um, so no, I'm not happy that. Kashoni is still captain, but like I said, he is one of my favorite players in the current squad. So uh, I'll never be disappointed or angry to see Kashoni um, either on the sidelines or on the pitch. Okay, okay. Um, for me, I just think it's fucked up having someone there who was basically ready to leave you know, <laughs> because you know what I mean. And he's and he still got the armband. So I agree with you when you say he shouldn't be the captain anymore. I don't know if he will even be half as good as he was coming back, bro. Like that Achilles tendon is just hanging on a thread, dude. <laughs> it's just hanging on a thread. It's such a bad injury. Look at Santi. Santi. Santi had the same injury. He nearly lost his foot. Yeah. Um, to an Achilles tendon injury, bro. So for me... Um, I say, I mean, what's the month? It's, it's, it's September still. Okay, so Cristiano will probably still play before the end of the year. Yeah. But I'm even thinking like sell the dude in January, bro. 100%. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. In January, keep mm-hmm. that money for the summer transfers and yeah. we use that money to get another player. Um, sell Cristiano and check in January. And check, agreed. agreed. You know, I still think that Arsenal have this nice guy. All these nice guys, nice guys, man. They should be a lot harsher in the decisions they make because they're dealing with grown men. You know, they're not dealing with Gwen Dozy and Reese Nelson. And I mean, Koshoni's a fucking father of how many kids, bro? This guy's in his 30s. He can take a decision, bro. And if he can't, he shouldn't be a professional footballer. No, agreed. Agreed. Okay, last one. Uh, there's a set. There's a there's a article where Bayern is talking about fan abuse. You know, um, obviously he hasn't been in form the last, definitely the last two years, and he's received a whole bunch of fan abuse in that time, both uh, on the pitch when he's playing, uh, social media especially. Um, he said there have been fans who have even gone as far as calling him a lesbian. <laughs> because, wow. yeah. Wow. Uh, because of his haircut and his uh, like of fashion and all this other stuff. And he says, like, people believe that 
um, you know, footballers should be living and doing living a certain way and doing certain things, and he is different to that, and that people are hating on him for that. So, what are your thoughts on that? On the fan abuse, um, when is it over the line? Is it too much now? Um, just yeah, what are your thoughts on that? On that? On that uh, article? Um, he's a lesbian. I think that is that is too much now. Um, <laughs> Look, we all take a dig out on on Bellerin, uh, you especially, because you just seem to not like the guy. Um, <laughs> my point exactly, um, but I do think that you know, as fans, we do take it overboard. Um, he needs to also understand that you know, football is such an emotional sport, not just for the person playing it, for the, but I think more for the people watching. And um, sometimes, you know, us being the flawed human that we are, don't really know how to uh, express our emotions. And um, I mean, we we as fans are so attached to these these people that we don't know. Um, they they play such big parts in our lives. Um, so it's only normal for us to to lose our fucking shit, especially a player like Hector Bellerin, who, Bellerin, who you know he has the talent. You know he has um, the skill set. You've seen it before over a period of time, and now it's almost become like he's gotten too comfortable with Wenger because you know Wenger babies every player, and um, he doesn't feel the need to prove his ability anymore. And um, and he until now um, he hasn't really had competition, um, so it's normal for the fans to kind of go at him because we know the type of player he should be and he just isn't that player and I think the fact that he he puts on this facade that he isn't bothered that's what kind of gets the fans more than anything it's the same scenario as Ozil where you know the talent is there but the player really can't be bothered or puts up the facade that they can't be bothered whether they do a good job or not um, they're just going to pick up their check and be in the being the starting eleven for the next game, and that just upsets fans. And it's normal that the fans go at at you. Um, but yeah, you know, it's calling people abusive names and stuff—that is crossing the line. Yeah, I think so, bro. Like at some point, even as fa- like the same in the same way that you say, Bayern needs to understand uh, how much fans are invested um, in football. Financially, emotionally, uh, but I think fans also need to be able to separate, um, you know, football from real life. You know what I mean? Uh, I think to attack the man outside of football when he's doing things that are not foot that are not football related, then I think that's when it's stepping over the line. You know what I mean? Like we're all. Arsenal fans, you know, our focus should be Arsenal and what he does for Arsenal. For me, if people are criticizing him because of Arsenal and his performances for Arsenal, then fair game. But if you then starting to throw abuse at the guy when he's doing things that are outside of the game of football and don't have anything to do with Arsenal, then I think that's when it's just going, uh, it's just going overboard. You know what I mean? And you hear a lot. Yeah. You hear a lot of these stories about, like you know, footballers, uh, mental health, um, 
and the type of stress that these guys are under. And I think like these days with social media and people being able to pretty much say what they want directly to you. Um, yeah. You know, it just makes it, it just makes it so much harder as well. Um, Look, it's a, it's a double, it's a double edged sword. Um, because sure. He, like you said, there's hundreds uh, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people going at athletes on a daily basis, which is such a horrible thing to go through as a human being. But on the flip side, a majority of these humans that are going at you <laughs> will probably never see the amount of money that you're seeing. Um, you bet you paid the big bucks to be on the front, you, you know, you, on the front page. You, you paid the big bucks to be on the big screen. You paid the big bucks to be in, in these thousands of people's lives. So you can't just decide to bitch out the moment you get heat. You know, it's a double edged sword, bro. You can't you can't want the check and not have to go through all the problems that you go but through. But is it fair when it doesn't have to do with your job? It's not fair. It's not fair, bro. It's not fair. But not life isn't supposed to be fair, bro. None of us are getting paid a hundred grand to breathe the air that we do. True. You know, so it it is what it is, bro. I'll be happy to take Bellerin's salary and and get the steps. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I fuck the crossing. I don't even care about crossing. I'll post. I'll post stuff on social media like fuck crossing. Who needs to cross? You know what I mean? And wind the fans up. I'm still getting the money at the end of the week, so. Right. Also, do you think guys are too touchy, man? Guys are too emotional, and too many people care what other people think about them as well. Like, bro, you're a fucking pro footballer at Arsenal Football Club. You're probably better than maybe three hundred thousand players in your position in the world. Come on, bro. You you can't really believe that a guy sitting in his shorts with like fucking soup on his t-shirt. <laughs> calling you trash from his from his couch you can't really care too much what he thinks bro right. i mean let's get serious bro right. not like some non-footballer you're playing at arsenal football club <laughs> come on no, i hear you i hear you point taken point taken all right uh okay let's move on to predictions and starting 11 for this week uh, predictions for this week. I'm going to go with um, a three-one to Arsenal. Um, Newcastle to score first, um, just because you know Arsenal's defensive woes. Uh, my lineup. I'm going to switch it up a bit this okay. week, uh, and I'm going to go with um, Leno in goal because. You know, <laughs> he will never play a game for Arsenal, so I might as well just put him in my fantasy team. Um, Eno in goal uh, at right back. I'm going to go with Lich, Lich Steiner. Yeah, him. Um, he looks solid for Switzerland. My gosh, what a man. Um, at the left, on the left, Nacho Monreal playing a 4-2-3-1 Una Emre's formation, by the way. Uh, Monreal on on the left, uh, Socrates and Mustafi in the middle um, of, of back four. In the midfield, I'm going to go with Torreira and Grant Xhaka because you know, <laughs> Torreira needs to get a game. 
And Shaka just is immune to the bench, no matter what manager's in charge. So that's just how it works. On the wings, I'm going to have Iwobi on the left, and I'm going to have uh, Aubameyang on the right. Um, and then in behind them, I'm going to have Ramsey, Lacazette up top. Okay, let me ask, why did you put Iwobi on the left and Aubameyang on the right? Why not um, because because I'm basing it off the performance from Iwobi on the wing and Lacazette um, and Aubameyang on the wing. I think Iwobi's ability to take on the man, to cut back, to cut inside is a lot more effective than what Aubameyang showed in in the last two games playing in, in that formation, in that position. Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, for me. I've got Leno in goal. I've still got my I've got my <laughs> I've got my same back five. I think Leno is only going to play. I mean our first Europa League game is actually next week Thursday. I think that's when he gets his his debut because it's Europa League and it's at home as well. And I think Gosh. and I think that's when uh Leno will get his first game. But let's see. Maybe this weekend. Let's hope. Let's hope. You never know. So, Leno and goal. I've got at right back, Lex Steiner. I've got Holding and Socrates in the middle and Monreal on the left. So, the same back five I've had since the beginning of the season, pretty much. I've got Torreira, Holding midfield. Next to him, I've got Ramsey and I've got Mkhitaryan. Uh, also playing in midfield. And then up front, I've got Lacazette through the middle. He will be on the right and Aubameyang on the left. But I could be tempted to switch you will be on Aubameyang uh, based on what you said. Um, no doubt. I drop Ozil because he was, again, terrible against Cardiff. And I drop Xhaka because, again... He was terrible <laughs> against Cardiff, you know. Just, yeah. It's, like, for me, Ozil, uh, play Ozil at home only. That's the only time I want to see Ozil's at the Emirates. I don't want to see him play anywhere else, bro, to be quite honest. Just just on that Xhaka point real quick, um, crazy stat, but did you know that the rate with, with which the ball moves forward is significantly lower with Xhaka out the team than when he is in the That's team. That's fine. My problem is not that. My problem with Xhaka is where he decides to give the ball away and when he decides to give the ball away. <laughs> That's the actual problem with Xhaka, bro. You know, Xhaka, everyone's problem with Xhaka doesn't have to do with the other parts of his game. It's just for me... He, he's not intelligent bro, as a central midfielder. You know what I mean? As a central midfielder, you should be able to read the game better than everyone else. But this man cannot yeah. read the game, bro. Like, especially, I mean, we saw it last season. This season, I've seen it only twice in the few games. Yeah. But last season, bro, he would give the ball away so many times. times. In our half... Just in front of the fucking, just 
front of the box, bro. Like right in front of the box. That's where he gives the ball away. You think about the Cardiff game, what led to their first goal. He tried, I don't even know who he was passing to, but he played the ball straight to a Cardiff City player, bro. Who was not even, the guy was not even 10 meters away from him. And he gives the ball straight to that guy, you know? So my problem is not so much him getting the ball forward, even though he slows the fucking game down. But okay, he gets the ball forward. But he he is one of the main causes of why we concede goals, is having him in the team, you know? What the stat they should do is goals conceded when Xhaka is not playing. <laughs> That's the stat that they, that they should fucking do. You know what I mean? When is Xhaka... You know, when Jack is not playing, how many goals do you concede then? As opposed to when does the ball move forward? You've got plenty of players to get the ball forward. Honestly, dude. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. That's my view on Jacka. I think he's terrible. I think he should also be sold in January. But more than like El Nene can do a job until until the summer, bro. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, anyways, let's let's leave it there. Uh, I still want to, still want to have a good day. Let me not think about Jaka. Um, so yeah, wow, I real. hate that guy, bro. I just hate that. Guy. <laughs> the hate, yeah. anyways. Uh, so yeah, man, let's call it a day. Um, so let's see what happens this weekend. I'm looking forward to the game. Um, I'm enjoying watching Arsenal play these days. Oh, yeah, by the way, I bought my ticket for the Europa League. I will be watching Sporting Lisbon versus Arsenal here in Portugal. Uh, yeah, Dope. I bought my ticket last night, so I'm super excited for that, bro. Even though I know it's going to be a pop team, you know, it's going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be the B team that comes out, but still I'm excited. You know, I've never seen Arsenal play, and I'll finally get to see Arsenal play. Um, so I'm quite excited for that, bro. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, That's pretty yeah, sexy, really really dope. I will send you all the pictures. All right, uh, fantastic talking to you. Uh, let's see how it goes this weekend. Um, my prediction is 1-0 to Newcastle. I mean, to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I retract my statement. 1-0 to Arsenal. 1-0 to Arsenal. Um, and yeah, man, let's, let's do it again next week. Oh, fantastic, man. Always a pleasure. And I uh, guess I'll check you out next week. See you next week. Thanks to all the listeners. Peace. Ladies and listeners, bye-bye.